Before we start today's episode, I wanted to let you know about an exciting opportunity. Next month, we are opening up a handful of spots inside the Next Level Club. Now, if you don't know what the Next Level Club is, it is our group coaching program for creative service providers who want to scale their business. Now, I want to give you a bit of a sense check of if this is the right fit for you. We work with people who are creative service providers, as I've said. So if you're a photographer, if you're a designer, if you're a copywriter, or if you're a consultant, and it's a perfect fit for you if you're currently earning 5K a month or more, if you're ready for fast growth, and if you want me as your coach to guide you along the way. Now, if you're interested, I want you to take action. Open up Instagram right now, you know, provided you're not driving. Send me a DM with the words next level. You can find me at lalasocialclub.co and from there I'll flick you all of the glorious details. No, seriously, do it right now before you forget, okay? Because I know how these things go. You forget, you get distracted, you start cleaning, you start doing other things, you start watching friends for the fifth time. You know what I mean? So are you doing it? Okay, good. (laughs) I can sense it. Okay, good. Let's dive in to the episode. Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to my business playbook. It is so good to be with you today. Now, you are in for a real treat because today I'm joined by Rebecca Morgan from Build Her Collective. Now, Rebecca is a registered builder. She's a developer. She's a designer who started Build Her Collective to help and empower women to design, renovate, and build so that they can create the home of their dreams. Oh my goodness, this conversation, I got to tell you, you're kind of just, it's like we hit record of like a conversation that we were just having over a drink kind of thing. So you're going to love it. It's real. It's raw. It's honest. Uh, We talk about building courses, building community and how Rebecca has done it. All right, let's dive in to my conversation with the wonderful and formidable Rebecca Morgan. Well, Rebecca, I am so excited to have you here. I'm so glad that we could finally get to this podcast interview. It has been a long-awaited interview, and I'm very, very glad to have you here. How are you today? I'm really good. Thank you so much, Laura, from Happiness. And it's always nice to speak to people with amazing businesses and ideas and, and share what's going on. Yeah, and I feel like before we even hit record today, we were just chatting away of all the things that you're doing and all the things that we're doing. And and it's really cool. Every time I do a podcast interview, I'm like, oh man, this is so cool because it allows us to connect with other businesses and everything you're doing in Build Her is so inspiring. And I know that you have so much wisdom to share. So I'm really excited to be chatting with you about how you've built your community and how you've actually built a business that is really unique and also allows you to have a bit more flexibility in your lifestyle and all of those fun things that you're doing. Right now you're in Canada. Is that right? Mm -hmm. 
yeah yeah so we've taken um so we yeah, i'm a i'm actually a builder and together with my partner we develop property as well so we've got six months in between our physical building projects so um obviously build her as an online business so we're currently in canada we're going to be in ireland we'll be in new hampshire in a couple of weeks i'll pop back to australia like it's all very fluid and it like we work like i'm working we just work from wherever we are and it's just nice to be able to spend that time with um you know, we were talking before about the the difference between um, stages in business and I feel like at some stages you're running towards the revenue and at other times you're trying to buy back the time with your family and yeah. um, we're kind of at that point where, like, it's about spending the time with the kids when they're, you know, they've got those glimmers and they're so like my kids are two to nine the the younger ones there's four of them um and we've got a couple of older ones at home but it's enjoy the moments where you know you can take them to an animal park and they're just so excited to see a deer (laughs) you know all those fun things yes I can't believe you're a mum of four and you run this incredible business and you do your own developments and build like all your own projects on the side. I don't know like when you actually sleep. <laughs> yeah, me either. I've got to work on that. <laughs> no, it's it's really fun. I think um, I, I think we work in this really fun space where we get to help people and we get to solve people's problems using expertise that we have and because we can see things uniquely um, and it's, you know, you can put the pieces together really well and that's an awesome feeling. So basically yeah. people, you know, they join Build Her and they're, they're looking to renovate their own home or they're looking to develop for profit. So they're the two kind of or they're looking to um, do the interior design on their home. So they're the kind of three courses we've got um, and the coaching models and so – we basically get to help them do that. And so there's nothing kind of more exciting than seeing someone get to the end or, or get a big win. And, um, you know, we call them build her moments when someone's yep. done something excited. So they've laid a slab or the joinery has been installed or the roof's gone on or they've selected the windows or they've signed a contract with the architect or they've used a discount from the book and they've saved, a, you know, two, three, five grand, whatever it is, um, you know, and, and they get to have these, um, you know, build her moments and they, they put them in the group, hashtag build her moment, or they might put them on Instagram and we get to celebrate alongside them and we get to kind of be part of their journey and help them yeah. by giving them the connections that we took years to create. And I like it's um, it gives you energy, right? Yeah, totally. And I think you're so right. Like this is a really beautiful and cool time to be in business. And I think even the fact that you can be connected with people all over the world just through Instagram just through like online it's just awesome and it's such a cool it's actually something really worthwhile to step back and go actually this is really incredible that I have the opportunity to to run my business in a way that works for me where in the past you know if if we didn't have an online model we'd be in an agency model right where we I would be like doing done for you work and it would be I, a different kind of fulfilling, but it just wouldn't afford. It's kind me of secretive f- as well. It's like, yeah, 
you hold all the secrets and you're not able to share and you're not able to see people's growth because you kind of you're doing it for them and they're paying you monthly to get that for them and you don't get to build up their skills and see them succeed in a, yeah. Well, it's a very different way that they're succeeding, right? Because it's like, yes. you know, it's like children. They grow and they do new and exciting things. And sometimes they do things that you think, oh, shit, why didn't I think of that? Um, <laughs> and that's amazing too. And I'd, I'd love to talk about how Build Her started because you've had this incredible background in construction and you worked in a commercial space, but then you've also – You've also become a, like a registered builder and are you an interior designer as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and developer. Just for, and developer. Just for fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, like I'm a big believer in kind of making your life the way you want it to be or, or working out how you can get it to be the way you want it to be, whatever that is. So I was working – I was in a project manager job. I'd been a quantity surveyor, which is like all the numbers and I did project management. Um, and then I was offered another project management job for a commercial building company and they said, great, come work for us. And I said, uh, how about I be your general manager and I'll run your construction department? Yeah. <laughs> and and they said, we'll put together a proposal. So I put together a proposal. I'm like 28. I'm like, who the hell do you think you are? Um, so I put together <laughs> a proposal and I, and I handed it to them and I met the investors. That, so it was a New Zealand-based company. So they the owners of the company flew over from New Zealand. We had a big meeting and then they hired me and I, I did that. And so I'm kind of like two years into that and my boss says to me, oh, yeah, you know, um, and it's long hours, right? Because at that stage of your life, you've got a lot of energy. He says yeah. to me, oh, yeah, you need a house husband um, yeah. because basically it's seven till seven, it's super long hours, it's construction, it's high pressure, high pay. And I'm like, actually, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. don't want to give away my time. It's the only thing that I have that I can't replace. I can replace money. I can't replace time. And so – um, at that point in my time, I inherited or got <laughs> two children and they were six and eight and they came to live with us full time. Um, and I wanted to spend time with them because time was what they needed as well. So I chickened out and I told him I had a family crisis and I backed away, left my door very wide open and started a business. Um, yeah. So different business from them, but um, it was a business in fundraising and then I was doing building projects on the side because I love residential building that grew too yeah. much so I sold the fundraising business and I'm like great I'm going to do residential building that lasted all of three weeks <laughs> and I'm like someone came up today and they said oh great so you do the books for your husband nothing wrong with people that do the books for your husband but I'm like no I'm a builder I know how to build like I like this is us um, and so that was kind of part of it from an ego perspective. And the other part of it was that I had all these people because we'd been doing developments as well and they'd come to us with their problems. Yeah. And the problems were things like, oh, this happened with my builder. And part of me is going, well, hang on. That's not actually all the builder's fault. That's you yeah. didn't realise that it wasn't their job to tell you that and you didn't know so 
that's how you've gotten into this situation or they've gone down the path with an architect and you're like that just never was going to be a good fit for you because your budget didn't match what you were trying to achieve and so you're never going to get that outcome and it kind of dawned on us that there's (laughs) there was no one in the industry who was helping people do this and so people think oh I watched the block so I know how to renovate a house (laughs) um Yeah, no, you do. (laughs) But you don't. (laughs) You know, five days, I'll get a bathroom done. We're fine. Um, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the block does a great job at what they do. But it's it's the problem if we feel like we should be able to do this, but then there's all this drama and stress and we're dealing with large amounts of money and, you know, let's not forget how long it takes to save the amount of money that it takes to do a renovation. And then, Mm. you know, these big decisions were being made and people didn't know that they were making the mistakes and they didn't know, you don't know what you don't know. So that's where Built Her started basically. Um, So it started with a need. Um, I, I guess a gap in the market, if you want to call it that, where I was like, okay, um, someone needs help with this and I can help them because I know how to do this and, and they're asking, so they clearly have a problem with it. Did I know they were going to be able to pay for it? No. Um, or <laughs> could I create a business out of it? Who knows? Um, yeah. Like most things, you're like, okay, well, how do I do that? Mm. Um, so I did a course because I'm – as a course creator, I believe very heavily in doing courses to skip to the end um, yes, and get all yeah. that learning. So I did a course and I set up, you know, built her based on that course, I guess, in the initial structures, which looked very different to how it looks now, but that was kind of the initial play of it. And then we went to a home show and stood at a stand and people would come up to us and they go oh what do you do and we'd do that and they go oh does the course have this and I'd go yes and I'd write it down (laughs) definitely (laughs) (laughs) because we had the structure but we didn't also know what people wanted Um, and so we were selling it with a pre-launch date so it would launch kind of five uh, I think three weeks later so I kind of also took notes of what they were asking for and so at that home show I think we sold maybe 20 or 30 people joined, which was huge, so huge. We were exhausted. And then we had to (laughs) kind of finish creating the course because I'm a very big believer in, like, map it out, get the outline, make sure you know what you're doing, but make sure you have proof of concept as well. Yes. Because without proof of concept, every time – I did it actually a couple of years ago because I'm an idiot – You know, every time we create a course, we create proof of concept, we test that it's going to sell, we work out the need, we then put it out there, then we kind of create, you know, like we've got the outline, we know what we're doing, but we test it before we build it all out. Might have a little bit of it built out, but not the whole thing. The only time, like two years ago, we did um, another course and I'm like, yep, this one, I know people want this, definitely know people want this. One, one person bought it. Wow. I'm like, we already had our courses working. Like we already knew how to sell. We knew what was happening. We knew how to service people. We knew we thought people wanted this, but they didn't want to pay for that, as it turns out. Isn't it it so interesting how we can start to get 
like a little bit think, oh, I need to do something new and fresh and, and different. But it can actually get, I think sometimes the the road to success is doing the same thing and going, this framework works, this delivery works, this training that we've put together, we just know it works. And even if it feels boring as a creative to go, oh, I've got to keep just plugging away at my one or two offers that I have that I know work. It's actually the way to, to see success because you become known for those things. And I think it's really interesting, the idea of like, we already knew those, like you're saying, we already knew we had courses that worked, that people were paying mm-hmm. for, that we didn't need to reinvent and, <laughs> and create people, something new. You know, that really helped people. But, I, yeah, we did. We created something new and it didn't. Um, I listened to a great podcast. I'm an avid learner, so I'm like always yeah. taking in information. Listen to a great podcast the other day and he was talking about um, the unseen hours and that the people who are great are great because they spend a lot of time doing the basics over and over Mm. and over again and getting those basics right but not getting bored of the basics and not overcomplicating things because sometimes we make things so complicated that there's no yeah. way we can possibly deliver on that. That's gonna like that's gonna fail because there's too many steps to it and it's too confusing. But the basics, you know, getting a really good offer that solves someone's problem. Yes. Like yeah. that's a basic thing. Mm-hmm. But just hone that offer and hone how you can solve that person's problem and make their life easier. Surface them, yeah. you know? help them solve that problem and then celebrate their wins on the way through it's just the basics that's really all you need to do as a course you need to look at what the need is solve the problem and create value um you know in our case because i'm a chicken what we do is (laughs) we we give it (laughs) a a trade like a, a list of Uh, It's like a little black book. It's not that little anymore. It's got hundreds of discounts in it. So I know for a fact that not only will they get um, expert advice and they'll solve problems by being able to go through the process in the correct way, sometimes they don't value that, right, because they don't know the mistakes they would have made and how much that would have cost. So I know that I also give them this little black book of discounts and that will save them like 10, 20 times over the cost of the course. So, for me, it's a really easy value, right? So, the offer becomes an easy thing to say because I'm like, well, hang on, why wouldn't you? You know, I'm not going to, I'm going to help you, but I'm also going to save you money. So, the course pays for itself 10 times over. That's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, making it easier. And I think kind of working out what your, yeah, right? And you've got the same, yeah. right? You help people do yeah. the marketing. You help them grow. So without that knowledge, they can't grow their business to the point that it needs to be. Yes. And it's it's this thing, and I, I feel like in your case, Rebecca, it's like, oh, my goodness, they could make a very expensive mistake. And it's like it's one uh-huh. of the biggest investments they're going to make in their life, buying, buying a home, renovating a home, right. or building a home. It's huge. So, yeah, I think – You've totally, like, of course, there's a huge need for it. And it's such a big, it's such a big uh, process for someone, I think, to go to go through and, and all the decisions, like the decision fatigue. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's just, it's huge. Yeah. 
I mean, we're doing a Q&A today. We're doing one in yeah. the morning and just being able to kind of workshop things because you see things differently when you see them over and over. You see, you know, oh, you need this here or that space is not big enough and you don't want to get to the end of the build and realise that, the you know, the walkway between you, your kitchen and your island bench isn't big enough. <laughs> anyway, Oh, sorry. my gosh. No, but that, <laughs> that totally makes sense. And what I love about your your journey is that you've built this really incredible community. You've got this beautiful following on Instagram, but you've also got this community within your course, mem- like then your course kind of members and community. How did you, because I know, you know, like everyone, you started from scratch. How did you approach how like building that community and making it a space where people could be real, where people could be, authentic and share their thoughts advice all those things how did you create that well okay so there's a couple of things to this so we only help women build houses so I guess the whole point of it was to create a safe space where they felt like they could be heard and not um mansplained judged by not having the knowledge (laughs) right yeah but then on top of that, we kind of built in the winds and I think I think things can be really hard really easy, easily, not easy. Um, and I think people can overcomplicate things and they can be, you know, afraid to celebrate any wins on the way through and especially we're talking building, right? So right now we're sitting in a time where price rises have gone up and builders – don't necessarily have capacity to take on more work. And there are definitely ways to mitigate that, but people are so afraid that they don't want to um, – so they get stuck in their own head and they're like, oh, my God, mm. I can't I can't do this or I can't do that. And so by being able to have kind of really frank and open conversations about the fact that there's lots of different ways to build a house, you don't need an architect. You know, an architect – like I use architects on my houses which are high-end because that's what it needs, that's what suits it, that's the value proposition. But if you're doing a little renovation, maybe you use a dress person. What model yeah. works for you? Maybe you use a kit home or a volume builder. All of these people have a place and all of them are in the market because they have a service offering and they provide value to their customers. And so instead of making people wrong that they're going down this path or that path, and I think that's one of the differentiators for us, yeah, is it's very much choose your own adventure. There is no wrong way to do this. It's about choosing the right, um, you know, so the right boots, as we might say, the right boots for you because you might be a DIYer, you might want to work alongside the builder, you might be someone who just wants a turnkey situation. There are different levels. All of them are right. It's just finding your fit and when you find your fit, it's actually a really easy, enjoyable and let's not forget what a privilege it is to be able to build a home that you get to then enjoy with your friends and your family for years to come. Like this this can be a really beautiful thing rather than a negative thing. And I think we focus on that. Yeah. And I love that how you – That was long-winded. <laughs> no, no, that's that's really good. And I, I love how you – what do you call it? The build her moments. I love how you celebrate those wins and whether it's big or small, you're encouraging people to kind of celebrate those milestones, whether it is – 
something that maybe someone else would be like, oh, big whoop, like who cares? But in your community, it's like, oh my goodness, this is, I know how many micro decisions came to that big milestone. Right. And you find this too, right? It's like finding your people. Yeah. Um, and yes. we don't, yeah. So for us, the finding our people is really easy. It's like, it's like a newborn baby. Um, I actually don't know if you have kids, but um, when you have a newborn baby, all you're thinking about is this baby and how many hours you slept during the night and how many times they were up and how many times it fed and how many times it pooped and peed and all of those beautiful things that the only person who cares about is someone with a newborn baby. (laughs) So, (laughs) right? Like we, you know, you can tell your friend and they'll listen for a couple of minutes and, you know, not a long, but they don't really care. Like not care in the same way. They're not really into it like you're into it. Um, And so I have that kind of, you know, our community is a bit like that. When you're in it, you're in it and you're really in it. And you care what stone that is and and where it came from and how it looks and how that comes together and, and what that latest laminate is or where you get your handles from. And you're all making these same decisions and, and kind of going through this same journey. And I think to bring people together so they've got someone to kind of voice all these, you know, which white is the right white out of the 2,500 whites that you could choose <laughs> Yes, um, is important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And switching gears to like how you've grown the business, you kind of, you started when you kind of, what year did you actually start? When you did your kind of home show, your what, trade show or something? Mm. It all just blows into one. <laughs> I think it was 2018. Yeah. Right, 19. right. It's yeah. a guess. Okay. <laughs> so you, you started, yeah, maybe four or five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. From there, how did you expand your offers? Because I know you did this really gradually where you started with the course and then you realized there were more opportunities. And how, how did you kind of do that in a way that – like you touched on before, like you were able to test them, you were able to make sure that that's actually what people want. How did you manage that and and how did that evolve as you went? Well, I think one of the things that's important is to work out your core offer. Like what's the one big problem that you you were going to solve? And, you know, back to your your thought, it's like, you need to be known for that and you need to solve that problem. But so the core offer for us was people building their homes, building and renovating their homes. We, we wanted to help them get through the process because it's tricky. Um, I was doing developments as well and through that development process and doing it, people would see what I was doing and they'd be like, oh, well, we want to do that too. And the one thing that I did not want to, do when we set out was be one of those, you know, renovate for profit, make money, buy and sell houses, because I saw them as dirty. Yeah. You know, the get rich quick kind of mentality. And I was like, we don't want to be that. That's what we don't want to be. Anyway, am that (laughs) clearly. Um, <laughs> not in a dirty way though, because <laughs> enough people came to us and said, we, you know, like, I want to do what you're doing. And we're like, okay, well, how do we, how do we teach people that? And it took actually a couple of iterations 
on that next model. So the first one ran over a year um, and it was in person and it was a very small group. It was kind of, I think there was five or six people, you know, some of my very good friends came from that group, first group, yeah, uh, because we spent a lot of time together and it was a different offer. But what we got to do with that is kind of work out how or what what the gaps were, what they needed to know to be able to do this, and mm. then we refined it. And so I guess it came from people asking yeah, um, and doing courses because then I did a different course and that course gave me a different perspective on how to do something um, and I was part of a different business group. And so I'm always like I'm open to absorbing the best ways that, you know, like we were having a conversation earlier, like how do you do this? How do I do that? And if if you're doing something, you're, I'm like, well, that's a really good idea. How can we bring that to our community to help them yeah. grow and be better? And how do we better our offer all the time so we help more people? And I guess that's it. Yes. You're kind of continually evolving and growing. Yeah. And I love that because it's it's not about refining your offer just to make more revenue. It's actually, no, how can I make this, it, the delivery of this better, the way I'm communicating this, how can I make this better and stronger so that I can help more people? And I think when it becomes about that, you can kind of get laser focused. And, and I have found in myself, like even getting to the point where our niche now is we work with creative service providers only. We do not work with e-commerce. Mm-hmm. We do not work with product-based businesses. And getting to that point, and me, like being a bit of a people pleaser, getting to that point was really hard to to kind of refine that and to become really laser focused on our people. Because I know if if there is a creative service provider, a photographer, designer, whatever, they are going to f- find our approach really helpful an e-commerce business is they might be things that they pick up, but they're not going to get the plug and play framework that is our framework. So I think even knowing when it comes to your offer, knowing it's almost like you're sitting across from that dream person you love helping, you love working with and who you're good at helping as well. Because I think there has to be an element of like, have you been able to get them results? You can help them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just they will they they might get some tips and tricks from me it's like no 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 can i help this person to get their dream results and if you can confidently say that then you can confidently charge what you want you know it it, it flows from that but if you can't confidently say i can help this person to achieve this result your offers become flaky and a bit wishy-washy because they're kind of like trying to speak to everyone I've seen a lot of like people try and create courses, some successfully, most not. Yeah. And because I've been a part of a lot of kind of business groups and like you want to learn how to create a course really well, find someone who's created a really freaking great course and learn from them. Yes. But as part of that, you see people do things and you see them do it like, you know, this, this, oh, you just need to be one step ahead of them. No, mate, <laughs> you've got to be miles yeah. ahead. Completely you've got to agree. know, you've got to live and breathe it. You've got to be constantly um, understanding and learning. You've got to be passionate and you've got to be in the industry and out there and doing it. Um, and I think yes. if you 
doing all those things and people are naturally drawn, if that, that's what they want to do, they're going to be naturally drawn to you because they're also inquisitive and they're also trying to learn and then you're, you're attracting the right people. Mm. We have an application process for our, our developer group because it's not suited to everyone. And, you know, people, you know, getting very clear on who it's suited to. It is suited to people that are looking to renovate for profit and change their life. So generally we find we've got a lot of interior designers that want to jump out of that realm. We've got a lot of people whose partners are a trade or something like that or they've got a construction background or they're just good at it and they are passionate about building and renovating. What we do don't have and I know a lot of these groups is people who say oh men do blah 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 or you know I know we're a group of women but we don't have this kind of you know you're trying to push away the people that don't fit very well this kind of like oh the men aren't talking to me really well and that kind of complaining there's no complaints in our groups Mm. no complaint it's like this really hard thing has happened what do I do but it's from a positive critique point of view rather than a big whinge. Does that make yes. sense? And then they get the yeah. support that they're looking for. And so I think, yeah, I think you've got to just find that process where you you have your right fit and you're really clear, like where you're really clear on your audience and kind yeah. of go from there. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And And I think there are moments where I have seen in myself, I've done this multiple times, where I've gone, I accepted I started working with a client um, one-on-one or whatever in, in our programs and then I realised this is this person isn't – there's nothing wrong with this person but they're just not the right fit. And mm-hmm. that you do enough of that, you become really protective of, of your community and who you let in because it becomes like, mm-hmm. oh, those conversations suck, <laughs> having the conversation of, oh, I don't think we're going to work out. Like I don't think we're on the same page uh, those conversations really do suck. So it really helps to become a bit more, um, I think, just protective of what you've built. I think it's really important. And I think it's good to have the understanding that I can give you all the information, I can give you the system and the process, and I can check over what you're doing, but I cannot do the work for you. Yeah. Like you're yeah. going to have to meet me. I've got everything you need to succeed, but you have to come part way. I'm yeah. just not going to do it for you. And yeah. when you let go of trying to to trying to get solve everyone's problems and do everything for everyone because eventually they they've got to take responsibility for the fact that you know if they want success and they need to put in the effort you've put a lot of freaking effort into getting your business to where it is and helping people to that um, extent and your creators that are doing really great and doing really well they're putting a lot of time and effort into it so not all results are are equal and so the people that put in get out and I think building a community of people that put in is an incredible kind of space to be in I guess yeah I love that and I think that's such a good when when we're um inviting people into the next level club one of the first things I say is everyone here is very generous and very driven. Like this, these are our people. They're generous and they're driven. Like they're here to get things done and they're here to get results. 
but they mm-hmm. will be generous with their time and with their input and advice and, and will help you in any way they can because it's a community. It's not me helping them or, or you just helping them. It's like actually the value is in getting other people to help you within the community mm-hmm. of like, like-minded people. Because no one coach has all the answers either. Yes. Like we all bring at, at some point, like our developers group, for example, at some point we all come from different angles. We were on one of our Q&A coaching calls the other day and um, this lady had brought her plans to the table and in that coaching call she had a builder, that's me, and she had an interior designer in Ellison Lewis um, Interior Designs and she had an architect Um, Louise Love and we were all working on her plan when do you bring a builder Mm. an interior designer and an architect all working on your plan to get the best outcome in terms of style and budget and ultimate outcome value like that doesn't happen but it happens in in groups like this where everyone's participating and they're passionate about it yes I love it I love it Final question for you, Rebecca, as a creative and you've built this really incredible business and, and you know, you're working remotely and you're, you're kind of in this point where you're really wanting to buy back more time into your life. How do you keep your creativity flowing? How do you stay fresh and, and keep showing up? Like how do you kind of recharge? I mean, I think for me, I, it's like I love travel. Yeah. And yeah. I love I love reimagining life. So we've been we've been on this trip. So we're in Canada. We the first kind of 40 days was we arrived in Vancouver and we went to the Rockies and I, I do have a point. Yellowstone, we went down to <laughs> um San Fran and we drove up the eastern coast. And yeah. so we went to Oregon and we stayed in all these beautiful houses. We're like, right, we could renovate a house here. We could spend time here. Yeah. We could you know, how can we use our our kind of creative and our skills, so the skills that we've got and our creative brains and to create something that's bigger and better than what it is and it doesn't have to be confined to Melbourne. Um, we just bought a wedding, a winery with a wedding venue and five houses so that settles in oh, um, amazing. January next year and that's an exciting new project, still building still passionate about building. We're building another development um, with actually Ellison, who was one of that first masterclass group. We do JVs with people. We're doing one there. And so you kind of, we're in it and our community's in it. And sometimes we work with them in JVs and sometimes we take different opportunities. But I think as long as you can see opportunities and everything's fun and you find it inspiring and you're not doing things just for just for money, like you're trying to build Mm. the lifestyle and the family values into everything, then you lay it enough to always stay fresh and um, enthusiastic. I think one of my biggest problems, and you may, I I would say you've got this problem too. Um, (laughs) I don't know you that well, but I'm going to guess, is that I actually love working and so I can work Mm. a lot more than I should work just because I love it. Yeah. and so for me, it's more about kind of setting the boundaries of the family time and the the work so you, you maintain balance. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
And and I yeah, I totally feel the same. And it's funny because we my husband and I we don't have kids. We have a tiny puppy who is actually currently locked in a room <laughs> because he would be in here <laughs> running around. But we don't have kids. So we're like he my husband is a so he's a builder as well, but he's such a hard worker. And so he he can go and go and go and I can work a lot. And then there are moments where I have to say, you can keep going, but I need to stop now. Because for him, he, he works on the tools in the day and then he comes home and he's like, oh, like there's an office and I'm switching gears and I'm changing up like what I'm thinking about and how I'm doing. So I think the the boundaries side of things is is pretty huge. I also feel like we're in this, not in a hustle stage, but we're in a momentum phase where we are like, things are growing. It's We're building our business. We're helping more people. We're scaling. And I'm not going to try to, I think I'm just like, I'm just going to roll with it. And, and then, you know, when we do have if kids. You're in a state of flow. Yeah. Yeah. But but when we do have kids, I will want the business to be able to function without me. <laughs> so I think that's also the thing yeah. of like, it. I cannot be the linchpin in the whole operation because then it's I've bought myself a really um, like sometimes stressful and fun like, job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so well, you yeah, don't, yeah, you don't want to become the bottleneck. Yeah, and I think it's easy to be that because you can do so many, you know, it's like that that scaling up thing. Um, You know, you can do everything, but that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yes. But you can do everything, just not all at the same time. Yeah. So what are you going to spend your time on? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I feel like um, everyone listening, you've kind of just um, snuck in on what feels like Rebecca and I just having a glass of wine and chatting. Um, but thank you so much, Rebecca, for you joining did, you us. You did have questions. I did have fairness, questions. Laura, you had questions. <laughs> we didn't get to any of them. It, they were very we well didn't. written out and it was very well organised from the outset and we've gone rogue. <laughs> we went totally rogue. I'm thinking, what am I even going to title this episode? It's just like a conversation between two businesswomen who are just figuring it all out. <laughs> I think that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. So fun. Where can people connect with you? Because I know so many people in our audience would love to connect with you further and and learn more about what you do. Um, So our website's buildhercollective.com.au. We're on Instagram at buildhercollective.com.au. And if, you know, if this game is something you love and would like to know more about and I guess – want to you know want to speak about like book in for a call because I think you can tell pretty quickly um the people that are passionate and the people that can make it work um straight away so yeah if that's you go for it I love it all right well we're going to link to your Instagram your podcast and your website in the show notes so if you're listening and you want to connect more with Rebecca then definitely head on over there Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for all of your wisdom. And I'm looking forward to you coming back to Australia because we'll catch up for sure. (laughs) Thanks, Laura. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. (laughs) 
Well, there you have it, my friends. That is the play-by-play for this week. I hope that you found it helpful. I trust that you found it helpful. If you loved this episode, you know the drill. Share it with a friend. Share it on Instagram. Leave us a review if you love it. If you don't love it, don't leave us a review, all right? I don't deal well with that, okay? (laughs) But if you love it, please share it around and be sure to follow Build Her Collective. Uh, Rebecca and her team put out some incredible content. And, you know, my husband's a builder, but even still, I'm like, oh, I'd love to do Rebecca's program. Uh, So highly recommend you check out her website and check out her Instagram. You're going to love what you see. Alrighty, my friends, have a wonderful week. I'll see you back here. Same time, same place. But in the meantime, go get them.